Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> oh, Phoenix is rising, and so are we, everyone. I came up with a new tagline when you were gone. I hope you liked that one. Welcome into the PH Next Rise. <laughs> Welcome to the PH Next Rising podcast. Appreciate everyone joining us here on a Tuesday. Um, I am Max Simpson, and uh, wow. I'm joined. Wow. I'm joined by you know uh, Jake Tagai Anderson. Fortunately. Cannot be here tonight, which means uh, we are left with this guy, the one, oh, thank goodness, the only, uh, Mr. Owen Evans. How are we doing, buddy? We're good, aren't we? There's yeah. been a lot going on. There, uh, a lot going on. There has been quite a lot going on. How was, uh, how's your trip? You've been gone for a bit. Yeah, I've been gone for a bit, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Do you enjoy a little little vacation? A little, uh, uh, little yeah, rising I mean, extended there coverage? Yeah, there yes, was rising coverage on that trip because... Of course there is. Um, yeah, no, that was uh, it was an interesting one. Different experience, of course. Um, not usually that you watch Rising in the kind of temperatures that I was watching something Rising related. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a uh, definitely an interesting trip. Yeah, that's uh, that's very fair. Well, uh, you know, uh, take off uh, two weeks or so. It's cool. Not everyone can do that. I've never certainly haven't done that this season. But hey, glad to have you back. Uh, see Paul in the chat. What's up? Whoa, you guys don't start early. I'm still making coffee. This isn't us starting early. This is starting on time, which I guess has been early for us. You know us. We're typically running. Uh, our Are you u- running late, Max? Well, normally? no. Our, our- see, you get a down vote when you start talking back to people. Whoa, no, I was dislike. Talking. Yeah, it wasn't talking back. Paul. It was it was acknowledging. His no, 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 hey, no, no, no. Hey, you change it. Hey. No, uh, no, it's not talking back. It's more so we don't start. We're not starting early. Our just customary has been a few minutes late. We're running on uh, PH Next Rising time, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, typically. Man time. Well, no, typically the people are, you know, waiting for you to finally get post game and, you know, getting a post game being uh, late, keeping everyone waiting. So, you know, we've just decided to carry that over to uh, our usual Tuesday show. How about that? You've been doing that in my absence. You've been making them late. Yeah, you know, a couple of minutes late. Just let them settle in, really build the anticipation. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. working, Stalaki Max. Reese. Ah, Max is always running late. Well, uh, Stalaki, I hope your wisdom teeth are doing well. We'll have a, we'll have a little surprise for you later. But uh, yeah, by the way, everyone, uh, those uh, those dislikes, uh, don't do that. That hurts the algorithm. Don't do that to Owen. We don't appreciate that. So uh, turn that frown yeah, upside down. Yeah, don't do that to me. Do it to him, but not to me. Well, don't do not do it on the show at all. It hurts the algorithm. But anyway, we got a lot to get into. Um, You know, in the last week, right, I know uh, since Tuesday's pod, we already already discussed quite a lot. <laughs> already discussed quite a lot on that pod, and yet there's been quite a lot of rising news that's happened since. And uh, you know, everything from you know maybe some signings to you know some stuff off the pitch to even some USL stuff. So many different things have been happening with this team, and it's only, if only there was a way to to summarize it into a, a list, yep. so to speak. Let's go have a look then, Max. Go yeah. on, show us what you put on your list. Well, you I know, then, we're, we're, I'll we're, then start being picky about what you missed. Oh, so I no, have a look no, at of it. course, of course. Well, you know, we do have a, mm-hmm. have a little look for those of you who are watching on it. Let's take a, let's take a gander, right? Events that have occurred since our last Phoenix Rising podcast last Tuesday. All right, we have Phoenix Rising assigned defender Juan Carlos Azucar. Juan Guerra graduated from the U.S. Soccer Pro License, right? Mazel tov, coach. There you go. Absolutely. Gaffer. The 2024 regular season schedule has been released, and Menel Artiaga has been transferred to Tampa Bay Rowdies. We're going to get into all of that during tonight's pod, as and well of as, also, the open as, well as, as this well guy. also some non-rising news this that is relevant. It's rising news of sorts. But it is. Yeah, it's the Open uh, Cup, which Max completely yes. forgot about earlier, and I kind of brought it like, oh, what are you missing, My Max? brain. And he My just brain. sat there like the wheels turning the slowly. The not on the wheel. Slowly, slowly, slowly. And yeah, all yeah. he can think of is tattoo. 
that's tattoo. We're, we're not discussing rumor that. has it max is getting a tattoo actually if you go on social media right don't, now don't you can that. submit don't as well that. by the way don't, don't your that. designs don't, for an ad man tattoo because max simpson is getting an ad man tattoo you won't you won't uh, remember it's got to be i mean you won't. we want it ideally to be max as a superhero and he did promise he'd have a cape as well and it's got to include the win ad man somehow um and it should include his cartoon face which you can find on social media if you want to look we actually had this one it doesn't quite meet all the requirements but hey <laughs> It's a great start. And, you know, personally, we were showing this around the studio and everyone was saying, great, good idea. Max should get this. I mean, uh, yeah, this, was, this was submitted by Damon. It, it is a nice design. Doesn't really incorporate the superhero-esque uh, vibe. So It'll do. It's good. It's Better good. than nothing. It's good. Also, it has my cartoon head in there, which we don't have to You promised. You said yes. No. We will run the clip before this, is, before this entire saga is over. We've got the clip. Anyway, uh, yeah. Albert in the chat, whoa, early start, don't like that. Again, we're just, we're running fashionably on time. It's what we do, you know. Uh, Owen, Owen's back, you know, uh, you know, Tolan may finally get in gear, and look at us now, look at us I'm now. I'm keeping him in check. Uh, you can do your best. Damon, RGV in a box. Oh, boy. <laughs> Another one in a box. That's a toughie. That is RGV a toughie. are in a box as well, yeah. yeah no, that, 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 you missed that one off. I did. That was big. Well, I've never got to go back to McAllen ever again. You are going to miss that. Oh, I am not going to miss that. Me, you, your text describing the situation was a bit, uh, we'll just say it's a bit more uh, <clears throat> never inflated, having to, so to speak. Never having to go there again is a great yeah. way to start the season. Um, shout out as well, actually. Shout out to Albuquerque now, undisputed worst away day in the league. Yeah, sure, that's fair. Shout out to Albuquerque. Right. That's right. Well, best Should part we of start it, on the football, though? Best part of going to Albuquerque. <laughs> never going there in the first place wow, to we're be not even doing our own usual bed hey <laughs> oh no, no it's worse than Sacramento. that is fair but yes alrighty. so getting into some rising news right we start off with the new signing defender juan carlos as a car you can call him a defender and i think that's actually somewhat if we're talking about positionally correct but he's a guy who you really fits the mold of really how phoenix rising wants to play really has that kind of up and down mentality and a guy who has familiarity with head coach juan guerra he's a winger Really, right? He's, he's a wing. And that's why, is he being described as a defender in these cases? Yes, he's being described as a defender because what he's going to probably play is kind of like that wingback kind of role. And we've seen him do that for Juan up in Oakland Roots when he was there uh, in 2022. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you look at other times, he's also played much further up the field as a winger. Um, he's played in a few different spots. I'm intrigued to see how it works out. I think it's, again, someone who really fits the mold of Kind of players you expect oh, yeah. to see from Juan Guerra in those wing-back kind of positions. They list him as a defender on the signing picks as goalie man Pat, yes, but depending on who you are, depends on what position you're going to be told. Um, and again, he, he's playing as a wing-back, which in, in all honesty, uh, the wing-backs of Phoenix Rising have defend in various uh, different amounts. I'll put it that way. Um, they're not all defenders in any real sense of the word. Um, oh, sure. Some are, some aren't depending on different stages of the game, different personnel. Um, but at the end of the day, I think he's going to be an interesting acquisition here. Didn't get as much time, I think, uh, as he'd have liked to at San Antonio last season. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what he manages to get done. Again, this is uh, a move that we've we've been hearing about in the works for a few weeks now. So it, it's not one that came as a surprise, much like JP Skiers didn't really come as a surprise. Yeah. And of course, another one that we've I've spoken about a little bit on social media in the past as well. And, Edgardo Rito has been linked. It'll be interesting to see if those links do ultimately pan out in a minute. Absolutely. It is rumor season. It is the US all off season. It keeps on giving. Right. But going going back to one Carlos Azacar, like we said, it is the name of the game. It is that positional flexibility. And not just within, oh, are you a defender? Are you a midfield? But really being almost, dare I say, I don't want to say positionless, that's maybe not the right word, but it's it's being able to have your talents and what you're able to bring to the pitch. It transcends. It transcends the box of oh, you are a defender. Oh, you are a you are a uh, possession-based midfielder. It's rising has brought in guys not only through their signing, their re-signings, but also in their new signings. Guys who fit the mold of they are able to be very dynamic players. We actually have a bit of clip, uh, right? A little highlight reel, so to speak, of new player Juan Carlos Azacar. Right, roll the tape. Right, you can see this guy likes to score goals. You know, very much boom. He did, he did getting score in quite there. a few goals Let's in, go. uh, in Oakland. Yeah. Bangers. Um, I'll say this again. He didn't really score in, in San Antonio last season, but it was a very old one in terms of his playing time and all those kind of oh, things yeah. there. But the look at the season before, again, this is a wide player. He scores 10 goals uh, in Oakland yeah. in 2022. He scored six goals for an RGV side that is 
I think, you know, we, we've got to be honest oh, yeah. and, okay, yes, RGV are done now. Um, yeah. But they were never especially good. Um, they're always that kind of team that if they'd make it into the playoffs, they'd scrape their way in. Uh, the difference you see there, he still saw six goals and gets three assists in that team. Yeah. Okay, so again, a guy who's not always going to be in the position for scoring goals. He is a wide player, uh, but we know that he can finish. We know that he's got that in his repertoire, and it'd be interesting to see how he fits in, especially because, again, right, that midfield, the central midfield is pretty stacked right now. We, we know, I think, a lot of those players are going to be in those positions and what we're going to expect. We don't know all the forward players that we're going to see on this team. We don't know then quite how he's going to interact with those players. Um, and again, there's still work to, to be done on the defense as well in terms of building um, this offseason. So yeah. a, a lot still to see. I'm intrigued how he fits in with various players that are going to be signed in the coming weeks. But again, just some of those traits you look at, and I, I think that he's a player who who can definitely contribute to this side if he's given the right amount of playing time out there. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, again, it's, it's you look at some of the other guys who are already back in the mix for Phoenix Rising. It, it, it just lends itself to the opportunity, those types of players, right, that they really look to bring in within that position of like an Eddie Manjoma, of a Gabby Torres, guys who are able to move up and down the pitch, right? So they have that vertical top line speed, but also guys who, again, they're able to shift into the midfield. They're able to put in crosses. They are able to get back into the fence. And I think, you know, Azakar, he brings something a little bit more a little bit different right he has a bit more of that carrying ability he has a bit more of like that shot power like we mentioned again maybe he's not scoring goals for fun last year but you even see just in that highlight tape how many goals you see from a guy in that position whether you classify him as a defender a midfielder, whatever guy who is able to take those shots outside of the box keeps the defense honest we like to see that yeah yeah well it's gonna be interesting signing especially with his familiar with with uh phoenix rising head coach juan guetta it does lead into another guy who has had, you know, experience with rising head coach Juan Guerra, who is now no longer with Phoenix Rising News today. That, that was a really strange transition, by the way. Was that? What, what is, what is if that? he's leaving, of course he had experience with Juan Guerra. Was, it was a tie-in. You love my transitions, buddy. And it's oh, not just for ads. No, but it, they're not just for ads. Oh, no, it's, it's spreading. No. Oh, it's spreading. you know it. You know it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but, right. Uh, Manuel Arteaga, right? This is uh, the guy who was second on the team in goals, fifth in the league in the golden boot race. He has now been transferred to Tampa Bay Rowdies. I mean, right, we saw him initially as a guy who was re-signed and, you know, now is heading in a different direction. Um, you know, I'm curious, what do you make of this, right? Because I know that he's a guy who we, again, when I initially saw him coming back, it's like, hey, we like the death piece, but we figured he was going to be at it. We were, they were going to add to that forward depth. Now that he's out the door, I get it. He had maybe a bit of a hot and cold streak at times that season, but a guy who I think when he was able to get consistent, even though it was sparse and few, you can count on him as at least as a goal threat when it was going well, but when it was not, you know, kind of tough. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think he was a player who, in terms of his contribution to the attack, mm -hmm. um, if it was clicking around him, he was fine, but I'm not sure he was the one to spark off anything sure. in that attack. Um, that's the critical thing. And some forwards can be that way. Some forwards can find ways to, to get involved in the attack, even if it's not coming through to them easily. Um, I've struggled a little bit more with that sometimes. Look, he scored a lot of goals last season. Of course he did. At yeah. the same time, I don't feel as though he was going to be the first choice going into this season. Sure. I think that was more likely to be Darius Flamella or, or someone else should they come yep. in further down the line. And at the end of the day, you can't expect people to hang around when they, they are able to be starting at other teams but maybe aren't expected to be starting with you. Um, you can't have that expectation of players. And I, I think, look, what this move does... Freeze up an international spot. That can be pretty important here. Um, yeah. Never underestimate the importance of that. Sure. It also gets someone who, let's be honest, Manuel Arteaga was not going to be one of the lowest pay paid players on this club, was he? No. No. Gets him off the books, which frees up, of course, some money there. Um, and at the end of the day, they got a fee. It's an undisclosed fee at the moment. We do not have an estimate of what that fee was. But they did get a fee in. Um, they got a fee of some variety in for him. So, look, I, I understand that it's disappointing for some people, right? Obviously, he had a decent, very decent season last year, but also worth remembering that's the most goals he scored sure. in a season. Um, so, you've just got to kind of 
realistically be be real here. Is he going to do that again next year? Maybe, maybe not. Do you sell while the uh, the market's up? Yeah, I mean, listen, I see, I see Thomas's both his comments. Honestly, kind of encapsulate the vibe that I feel right, Manu, with a sad face as well as followed right back afterwards. We can pick up better though, not heartbroken over this move. Honestly, that's kind of my vibe, right? I mean, I think I think the interesting piece is so. I, it's hard to have one without the other, right? I'm not I'm not saying that Artiaga's success was solely based off of, you know, Danny Trail's production or the attention that he gathered, but we also can't we also can't, you know, take that for granted. I think Danny Trail and Manuel Artiaga when they were playing together very much took up some threatening positions and when they were both in form when they were both having their way with a lot of defenses it made for a tough, a tough outing for the yeah. defense. Now, the interesting thing here is, right, it would have been interesting to see how he works off with Darius Formella. You didn't often see those guys really on the same pitch together for too many occasions, at least for valuable matches, meaningful matches, let alone really with both of them kind of in that more out-and-out attacking forward position. Would have been interesting to see how they mix in with Panos, but hey, I guess it's one of those we will not know. And to we'll your never know. Well, and to your point, it's going to be interesting what it looks like with signings coming up well, with those international spots. For me, actually, and this is now to turn this around a little bit more, is sure. Tampa Bay Rowdies. He's coming as a replacement for JJ Williams, realistically. JJ Williams, they could have kept him around. They did not do so yeah. over in Tampa. And that's an intriguing one for me because I know he's also a very good, big uh, player that can play hold up in the attack, right? The choice to replace him with Manuel Arteaga, what does that tell us about the direction that they're choosing to go in? Um, of course, worth noting again that they've got a new coach over there, Nicky Law, who took over in mid-season yep. after, of course, uh, their previous coach heading over to England League One. Um, look, it, it's it'll be interesting to see how they come out because, again, there's going to be tweaks. We know there were a disappointment at the end of last season. Um, I think there's going to be some work that they're putting in over there to, to really boost this squad, and we'll see what they do with it. True. And right, I, I think I saw Mikey on Twitter essentially, right, equated this to maybe not a like for like comparison, but really in a way, maybe similar to how Greg Hurst when he left, right? A guy who he can bag goals, could be clinic, clinical on his day, but also very much, he's just a different type of player, right? I think to, to us, Formella, he's a dynamic guy. He's a guy who can take up multiple positions. When he has the ball, he can create his own opportunities. Arteaga, heck, even in, in some ways to Hurst, they, got, they need good distribution. You maybe kind of want a guy who can create that himself. Yeah. We will see what happens. Something that you can create yourself is a bit of luck. With our friends at Arizona Lottery. You you one. I haven't hit the Arizona Lottery. You know, I put it in that work, buddy. But Arizona Lottery, folks. Adman's having a great time here. Oh, folks, it is the time of the season. He doesn't even need a scratcher. He's won already. Listen to the joy in this man's voice. I actually would He's like He's going to get the scratcher afterwards, though. Where, where, where is, where is, is producer Damon out there? I really could use a scratcher. And I, I completely forgot to get one uh, before here. But uh, anyway, Arizona Lottery. They do have their lovely, lovely holiday scratchers. Guys, you can win up to $500,000. That's half a million. Again, take a million, cut in half. That could be yours. That could be your scratchers. Start as low as $1. All I'm saying is this. It is great. Little stocking stuffer. Christmas around the corner. It's a, what, six days from now, I believe. Six days from now, get a little stocking stuffer. Maybe, you know, a $1 uh, scratcher, maybe a $2 one, $3 one. They got all different increments. Give that either to yourself, to others. It's a very, very easy gift to give. You can find them all over the Valley, especially with our friends at Circle K. Great scratchers there. They make a great gift. Um, and yeah, super great for those of you, uh, that that special person in your life or... Uh, oh, well. anyway, uh, go and buy your... You're getting me one, Mike. <laughs> go and you buy your... me one? Uh, yeah, I'll buy one. Oh, there we go. I Sweet. actually literally have so many others in the other room that I forgot to give. But hey, go and buy your holiday scratchers again. Find a retailer, again, like our friends at Circle K. Near you at ArizonaLawry.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. And it's fun. And again, I mentioned Circle K. See, Ma Max is saying this, though, because, of course, if he, if he had the scratches here and gave me one and I you know, scratched it off and actually won that money, I might just walk out. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I can just leave him. I get an admin finder's fee. I get an admin finder's fee. Yeah. Yeah. Finder's fee. Yeah, I'm see, not sure about that. Yep, yep. See, 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 for Bandito's see gear, Thomas is saying, yeah, Thomas is saying, yep, you spend that on Bandito's gear. But yeah, you know what? Again, go to Circle K. That's a great place where you can get Arizona Lottery winnings. You can get a whole bunch of other stuff, guys. You see it on screen. I've already, you've been hearing me talk about it. Everyone knows all about Adman, the loves Circle K. Download their Inner Circle program. Again, you get 25 cents out of a gallon. You know, for gas, you get free chips, free Polar Pops, everything like that. They even have their 31 days of Circle K. You literally can open up the app 
and you win prizes seemingly every day. Like, it's really just giving away free stuff. Don't quote me on that, but they are. But, uh, yeah, it's a great time. I literally won a bag of chips yesterday. I won a free water bottle yesterday. Just fun stuff. Shout out. Look, I'm literally drinking a little Circle K water. There we go. It's awesome. Download the Inner Circle program. Super easy today. All you need is a phone number. And, yeah, have a great freaking time. All right. We're going to be having a great time because Phoenix Rising has announced the USL 2020, championship well, you know what I mean. The, uh, USL championship, which includes Phoenix Rising, has announced their 2024 regular season schedule. Yeah. It's quite exciting time. We actually have, you know, for those of you who have not seen it, we do have a little bit of preview. And, you know, of course, I know we're kind of asking the question right on Twitter the other day of, you know, what are some matchups you're looking forward to? But I'll say this. For tonight's episode, we're going to keep this kind of like high level, talk about maybe some nice away days. We will be breaking down the the season a bit more in depth on next week's pod. But for today, Owen, your initial thoughts on the schedule. A lot of home games early. You can see them there. The home games are in white. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then four away games in that spell to open up the season. Okay, so that's a lot of home games, a lot of home games early. Um, I, I think, again, it's a nice little balance of keeping those home games away from yeah. the middle of the summer when it's at its hottest here. Um, allows you to get more of them jammed in early, jammed in late. Um, however, I, I'll say this. It's disappointing, again, to see certain local rivalries being played on Wednesdays. Mm. Again, it's the nature of these, unfortunately, these fixture lists. That's the way they work out. It is disappointing that both Orange County and New Mexico will be both on Wednesday nights away from home but rising doesn't have any wednesday night home games so there's a positive that's about right yeah yeah they do have a few friday night ones they don't have any wednesday nights home games so yeah i think it's an interesting one i mean again you're playing a lot of teams that you haven't seen um particularly much of because they play out in the east um obviously there's rhode island as well brand new team you've got north carolina a team we haven't seen in the championship for quite some time mm-hmm. they dropped down to league one um and are now back but um it'll be interesting to see and uh, going man pat if you're going to detroit away can i just draw your attention to the fact it's not in august um i know that was on one of the early releases was that it was in august it's not i hope you're aware it's in may um we did clarify that one today uh, it's going to be on Saturday, May 11th uh, at Keyworth Stadium in Hampton. It, it is. You know, again, and I keep on stressing, we will dive into the schedule a bit further next week. But what are some of the what are some of the key matchups that you're looking at? Let's start uh, maybe some high level away days you're looking forward away to. Away days. You know, like uh, your man likes to travel. Yeah, yeah, let's have a look. So obviously the first away game, Monterey Bay, it's a nice enough place. Uh, Tulsa, Friday, though. That's what's annoying. Tulsa's a Friday. Um Rhode Island might have to go uh, see our good boy uh, Sean DePaz up in uh, Boston. Oh, he's not far away. He's not far away. He's not far away from. Get that him out. One. Get him out out to a little match. Eh? Yeah, you do it. See, he he, do he, it he said he's tempted to go. Bullying, bullying tempted to, to go. Yeah. Uh, May eleventh, Detroit City away. Um, not going to comment on the neck beards before I get in trouble. Um, Indy eleven in uh, may yep all right and then you move on obviously you have uh, lights in june when is, when is the indy 500 when is the ooh. yeah right indy 500 date if it is that weekend am i crazy because i feel may 26 it is that weekend oh, oh boy that's the day why before the indy it? 500 why is it that's that crazy every time that's crazy Rising have away trips. Oh. They're always timed with stuff that's going on locally. That's kind of nuts. It's like it's kinda all nuts. just deliberately to mess with us and oh, make man. these trips awkward. Oh man, uh, that's that's it's kind of intriguing. It's kind of intriguing. Anyway, all right, we move on. We move on. June June first, a, a lights away. Lights trip. away. Lights away. Uh, El Paso locomotive on June fifteenth. Memphis uh, on a Friday. I like how I say you list the key away days, and this man just goes through every single one. But there's not that many. (laughs) Uh, Memphis in June, end of June on a Friday. Humid. Um, Yeah, it is quite humid there. We were there uh, uh, 22, and it was in July, and it was sticky. It was hot. It was sticky. It was not fun. San Antonio. Uh, that one coming in in early July. Hartford, end of July, another Friday night away game. Why are all these games on Friday nights? I'll make the schedule. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm blaming you, Max. Um, you move on then. You have a Saturday in Colorado Springs in August. 
Loudon, end of August on a Labor Day weekend. Um, interesting oh, yes. long weekend up in DC. Oh yes. Sacramento Republic in the middle of September. Orange County late September on a Wednesday. New Mexico October the 9th as a Wednesday game, followed by a Saturday in Oakland. Mm. And then rounding out the season, the very end. Lose City away. October mm. 26th. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A lot, of, lot, a lot of stuff going on, right? If you're kind of looking at the league picture again, Rhode Island, they start their, their uh, expansion season, their inaugural season, North Carolina FC back in the league. And again, as we mentioned earlier, RGV. RGV, they folded. They done, uh, some might say, in a box. And then in order to, you know, the fun alignment, everything like that, Memphis and Tulsa are now in the Western Conference to maintain 12 teams in each conference. So it's going to be interesting, you know, right? New opponents, new faces that are going to be playing a little bit different and all that stuff. But, you know, if we're looking about this... Well, Memphis are not happy they're in the West, by the way. I mean... Memphis and... Yeah, well, I've seen is, some yeah, fans. Yeah, the West is... Low. But what are you going to do? I mean, it's... Well, they're not happy they're in the West because it means certain things like, for example, obviously they have a rivalry with Birmingham Legion where they're only sure. going to play them once this season. It's going to be away from home because they're in different conferences. Mm. But it's a, it's a difficult one that there's not really any easy way to fix. Yes, I would... Just numbers. You can't... You can't really work it out in any other way. Of course. We're going to ask the same question next week. As we dive further in the schedule, but Mr. Owen Evans and the chat, I want full responses. I'm going to put you on the spot. 34 matches played. How many points does Phoenix Rising have oh. at the end of the regular season? Chat, please throw your answer that in as well. That is putting me on the spot. Um, let me, let me get, give me a second. I'm going to cheat slightly by just looking up the league table from this past year and get a feel for um, just kind of what it looks like. Oh. Phoenix Rising last year finished with 48. Okay. 48 points. Do, okay, here, here, we'll start with this. Do they, do, do, they, do, they, do, they, do they get finish more, less, or the same? More. 48. Okay. More, more. Okay. Yeah, definitely okay. more. Okay. Um, we're going to put them at 57. 57. Stat like your Reese going with 102. I like it. That man thinks they're going to win every single match. Love that. Okay. It's ambitious. Just a little bit. I love it. Okay, so you said... I'm not sure if the uh, stuff they used to knock him out to get those wisdom teeth yeah, out maybe. is a one-off necessarily. Yeah, certainly, the, 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 the wisdom must have been extracted with those teeth. Mm -hmm. Hey, oh, got him. Uh, you said 53, was it? 57. 57. Okay, so if we're looking at last season, that would, that put, would them put them... in the tied... second, third kind of... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah tied, for, tied for second. Okay. Okay, let's see. Point predictions with our half rush. Call me, Pat. It's having fun. All righty. Thomas, 73. I, that would win the regular like season it. title. I like it. Oh, that yeah. would win the regular season title. Last okay, year. McSquared, 52. 52 points. Okay, more. Okay, seen it there. I like it. By the way, hit that like button, people. What are we doing? Whoever, whoever did the dislike, you're doing me. And Owen a disservice. That's okay for him. You're doing me, me a disservice. You're not. You're uh, man. Turn that. Turn that. Turn that dislike upside down. The front upside down. Forty nine ish for Paul. Okay. Maybe, maybe it was uh, Scott Matchmaker Michaels. Oh dear. <laughs> that's that's a deep cut from you, the old Twitter account of OJ Evans eighteen. Um, and a playoff win. I like that ball. Putting out the guarantees early. You said fifty seven. I'll go. Um, Man, I mean, just based off knowing we have now, I mean, I'll go, I'll go fifty, I'll go fifty. Can, I mean, I don't even know this map now. Can possibly do fifty-four. We'll do fifty-four. Going fifty-four. Yeah. You're a lot more. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm a balanced man. Yeah. Damon, fifty-nine, like that. Okay. Like I said, I mean, right to 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 be fair to Golden Pad, as you point out, yes, half our roster needs to take shape, but we have a lot of guys signed. There's a lot of familiarity. This is put it this way: if we were asking this question last season when you only have what three returners or so it's a very different proposition yes. you have no idea you are shooting completely in the dark this is at least a thought exercise right you can kind of see what other teams are doing but even phoenix rising you go from a season where you have all types of turnover to you are now one of the more solidified teams at least in the west Absolutely. which is kind of an interesting thing to think about yeah at least on your top end roster you're looking pretty decent yeah Okay, okay, okay. Right, Damon, I think the fact we get Memphis and Tulsa twice helps our points. Uh, I agree. But like I said, we are going to dive further into the season next week's episode. Anything else uh, that you'd like to cover in today? Should we talk about RGV? Should we talk about the death of RGV? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, from a more serious perspective, I think this is something that we, we've 
felt rumbling for a while. It's no surprise. I mean, if you've seen those games, you've been to those games, you've watched enough on TV to see that they don't really draw fans. Um, I think that's... It might sound harsh, but I, I'm not being no. harsh. If, you, if you've watched those games, right, the, the stadium is mostly empty, right? Um, it was a poorly... It, it's something that also makes me laugh because it was built as a football stadium and yet the sight lines are atrocious. Like, the, the angle of the stand, you can't even see the near touch line. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, look, they had their problems. I don't think they were ever seriously competitors. They were always that team that would kind of maybe sneak into the, the final playoff spot, and that was about as far as they went. But I think the writing on the wall was on the wall a lot yeah. as soon as the, the coach leaves and as soon as you start seeing that players aren't necessarily coming back. Um, it did get a reaction from the Players' Union, of course. USLPA uh, did put out a statement when they were talking about how you compare this with San Diego in some ways and just how you know no notice is really being given to these players. True. They've just kind of been being left to uh to fend for themselves now and work out what's gonna happen next season. Now they do get two months of pay. That's agreed in the collective bargaining agreement that players who are still under contract for next season uh will be given two months pay before uh, being let go. So uh they are obviously free to sign with anyone at this point. Yeah. Um Interesting to see if there's anyone worth stealing over from RGV. Um, be interesting to see where, really, I mean, if you look at guys like Davila as a real good example yeah. and where he, uh, Taylor Davila is going to end up, I think is a, an important question and remains interesting to see quite what's going to happen in, in cases like that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, they were formed, not to me, as Damon says in the chat, they were formed as a development club. They were a reserve team True. for Houston Dynamo. Um, they were never in it necessarily for really competing um, at this level. And ultimately, look, I think the writing was on the wall. It's been yeah. on the wall for a while. They they haven't been that good on the field. They haven't been good at all off the field. Yeah. Um, and it was always a matter of time, I think, with RGV. Yeah. What are your favorite RGV memories, Max? <laughs> oh, boy. No, I can't. Ah, uh, people. I see Siley in the It chat. was the place the where yeah. dreams went to die. Now the club has died there. Make sure to go to PH Next Locker uh, to stock up on all your holiday gifts ahead of Christmas for any last-minute orders. Um, that's a transition. That's a transition. Things that go in a box, lots of gifts and everything from the PHNXLocker.com. You can. We're going with this, are we? You can. I'm, I'm just steering in this kid, buddy. You can stock up on all great shirts. Can you look at us? We are matching here. I didn't realize we, this was going to be the We coordinated case. absolutely. We did not. He he wanted this to happen. It's phenomenal. We are coordinating here. You can, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people, they're already getting the championship shirts. They're getting all the other stuff from PHX Locker. You become a diehard. You become a diehard. It is something. It is electronic. You can wrap it up. You can literally maybe, you know, print the print the receipt, putting in a little stocking stuffer. It's a really great gift. All right. Of course, you can pick a free shirt of your choice. You see the champion, champion's tee. On screen, you can get that for free. When you become a diehard, you get a free shirt or hat every single year of your membership. You know get what the all best kinds part of exclusive... being a diehard is? Yes, you get the exclusive content. Being a and what you is it? You get exclusive content. Like when Max gets his tattoo, we're going to stream that exclusively for diehard. Only a diehard. You can watch him get it. I will be there giving live commentary as we go along. It's going to be great. He's getting a tattoo. I see. I see multiple diehards in the chat right now. I, listen, guys, we do try to have a lot of fun with this. Um, we really are always thinking of different things we can do to beef up our diehard membership, our offerings. Right? Again, exclude. Like literally, the only place you'll be able to see me get a tattoo. And by the way, we're narrowing in on a date. We're. It will be within about a month. More details to come. More. I promise you, more details to come will be happening. Yep. You have to get a diehard membership. The only way to check it out. It's phnxlocker.com. All types of stuff going on. Diehards are getting assigned eight by ten of maxing a tattoo. Hundred percent. I, actually, actually I have a comment further up. I do want to address it though. Yes, um, of course. We've just finished up the diehard. Yes, read. of course. Go for it. Um, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Goldie Man Pat. Is RGV still around? If they dropped to League One or League Two a couple of years ago, I say yes. I say no. Pat, you know why? Because getting flying to and from RGV is a nightmare, and flying to other League One cities is going to be a nightmare. 
So you've just got to bear in mind that logistically they're in a very isolated part of the country yep. that is not easy to get to, makes travel quite difficult and expensive. It is, look, I, you know I have done so many away days in this league. Eh. That is one of the most expensive to get to. It's just hard. Oh, and if I could say, um, one of the, there was, there was a, uh, I ran into you at a Mercury game one time mm-hmm. and, and we just happened to run into it. I was talking to like, Hey, you're, you're, you're on the road a lot. And you just started like, one of the very first times I talked to you outside of, outside of this was you complaining about our TV. <laughs> you were talking about how terrible it was. And I was like, Oh, it must be cool. They get to travel all these places. Like, no, our TV sucks. <laughs> And then, and like we were we were in we were in like the club area and it's like oh I gotta get going like because the game's going back and you were still going off on RDB. Oh no, was, that yeah. place is awful. It's I mean I say this about a lot of Texas, right? And this is this is where we get controversial now. Oh. I feel like outside of one or two cities, Texas is just like if you just made the suburbs a city, that's Texas. It's just kind of dull. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. But there, congratulations to Albuquerque. Now the undisputed worst away day in the league. Even when you're going to a worse away day, Shady Rays can make it that much better. It can help see whatever Unless size you Vegas have. <laughs> yeah, yeah Vegas, you can't do much. But Shady Rays, it can help <laughs> as much as it can. I rock Shady Rays on my trip to Vegas on that bus ride from hell. Um, the, but the, not the, back. The, the, the bus was nice. It was... It was the environment and the trolls of which there were many. Um, but yes, no more RGV. Can't go to Vegas. Can't go all to the away days in some shady rays. All great stuff. They had the pull. And if, like on that away day, they get broken. Yes. Yes, if Ed Gojwangera daps you up and breaks your shady rays, they have a fantastic... Uh, replacement policy you break your glasses you lose your glasses even on day one they will give you a brand new pair no questions asked it's literally kind of insane i'm a business model but we love it exclusively for you guys want you guys do me a favor again it is the holiday season is the time to give go to shadyrays.com use promo code phnx again shadyrays.com promo code phnx get 50 percent off two pairs not one but two pairs of polarized shades Try it for yourself today. Shades rate five stars or better. 250,000 people. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. My guy. And uh, while you're drinking Shady Rays, you're looking pretty cool. You're also looking pretty cool. Drinking a little Four Peaks, buddy. Cheers. Right. We got these from uh, the Holiday Advent Calendar Box. Speaking of which, yes, go of grab course. that. Yes, of course. <clears throat> oh, blah, 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 blah. All right, we got to open today's date. It's an advent calendar for beer. Yeah, so people are right. people are slacking. So, so it's uh, the nineteenth today, right? Smash it open. Yep. Do it now. We're going in. Do it now. Jesus, this bit. <laughs> this is like you're trying to open Just the lottery the balls. Hole. There we go. We're yeah, in. What do we have? Hey. It's a bottle. It's a bottle. Hey. Golden lager. Oh, the golden lager. Four peaks golden. It's the golden lager. age of the PH next round. You got a podcast. bottle opener there, Max. Mm, no, Danielle. Producer Danielle, you have a bottle opener. Um, Maybe. Well, hold on. We're checking. We're checking. Hold on. Nope. Doesn't look like it over here. No. Oh. Oh. Max. Me. I blame Max. Oh. We've got the beer out. We can't open it. We have a. Uh, I do know where one is. Hang on. Yes. Just stretch. Well, Just talk about. Don't worry. We'll talk and we'll kill time. Our producer Danielle goes. Now we're being left unsupervised, so this is clearly, this happen. is a bad, bad. I'm having second thoughts when you put it like that. No, 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 we're no, 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 fine. No, no. Don't worry, can, Daniel. We'll talk about Four Peaks. Now, trying, what, what do you like about Four Peaks, Max? What do I not love, dude? It's uh, you know, actually, this, this <laughs> I've started him on this now. And we'll never. Oh, boy. No, this is this is actually a great point. We were talking. I was talking to my friends at Four Peaks, right? The, the great people over there. You know, we've had a good number of uh, watch parties, right, for World Cups and stuff like that. All I'll say is this. Going off of kind of the diehard stuff that we did, you know, of, hey, a little, uh, little tournament for Euros, for a little Copa America. Make sure to, you know, stick tuned with us throughout the summer oh, because we are going to be doing uh, a couple of watch parties at Four Peaks during for these tournaments, man. So, again, it's a place to be. It's good beers, good people, and Owen. Uh, but, yeah, Four Peaks. Always great stuff. Go to their 8th Street Pub. Check them out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest and greatest going on with Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older. 
to enjoy responsibly. Was Jake too sad about Arteaga to show up, says Michael. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It must be. <laughs> Risa saying just use your teeth, Max, to open up the ball opener. Use yours. Oh, wait. You lost all of yours today. Oh, no man. wisdom teeth, Max. Oh, I mean, I don't you know. know what that means. Mm, I've had my wisdom teeth pulled out. You don't have any wisdom, in fairness. So. That's literally the same joke yeah. I made. No, don't. It's not even funny. It's better when I do it. No, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What are we ending on the, sh the show on here, Max? <sighs> well, we've got a while. We're we, about you know, we like to end the show with a with a bang. And you know, Owen, you uh, you had a particular rant you would yeah, like. Yeah, I got to go on chest. a rant before go. before we we've got some other fun stuff to come later. But the floor is yours, sir. We're, we're having some rants and, and talking. I'm just about gonna it. sit and talk about the Open Cup, and I think we'll, we'll no, we'll talk we'll talk back and forth. Of course, floor of course. Before I move on to set the rant, the, we're, gonna the up, we're gonna build up to it, so right? Paint the picture. So obviously, people. the news drops on Friday about uh, MLS saying that it will not enter teams into the uh, Lamar Hunt US Open Cup Ooh. for next season. It will instead send its MLS Next Pro teams and divisions. Now, of course, the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup is the longest-running tournament in this country. Um, goes back to the 1910s, so it's over 100 years old. Yeah. And in an environment where I think American footballing landscape kind of calls for this sense of legitimacy that they can't really get because none of the clubs are more than about 30 years old, yeah. uh, the Open Cup's one of the true... Uh, almost legitimate tradition, you know, like just historical. It's actually yeah. got something to it. Um, and so MLS decided to to pull out of that. Um, they're citing fixture congestion. Of course, they do so knowing that they will be uh adding more of their own dumb games to fill the season. Um, you know, what do we need? Cash grab? When do we want it? Leagues Cup, apparently. Um, it, it's. <laughs> it's just a uh, i mean look when we look at it big picture it's it's sad to see max what do you think go on you 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 start start this and i'll sure so to first to, to address andrew's comment they're ending the u.s open cup is a question no they're not no, ML no. mls is not participating in it you know well mls is saying that right they're saying they're not participating. my my whole thing is this is it's sad to see from the legacy aspect of the u.s open cup you know, you see, you, you know, here's the thing, man. You bill it as, oh, these Cinderella stories and all that stuff. Does it happen often? No, but that's the beauty of the Open Cup and why, like, it's almost been this cult kind of falling over the years is you see random things happen. You see freaking, what, what was the team uh, in Oregon or whatever competing in the U.S. Open Cup? Uh, Octopus FC? or Octopus. Was it? Sharktopus. Sharktopus. From, from Seattle, yeah. You, you Seattle see, you, Recreational yes. Adult Team Soccer or you, you, Rats is the league. You, is see, <laughs> you see you, what I've done. You've seen, you see things like that, all um that these teams competing. And MLS to not really like to essentially they are looking to go away from that. It really is a cash grab because the open cup and Don Garber himself has admittedly said, essentially criticized the open cup model, how teams are compensated. And that's, that's one thing. My thing is this, while I'm disappointed to see it happening, if I can put a spin zone on it, I'm going to put it up. I'm trying to find the silver lining here. MLS never prioritized open cup at all. Like literally really not at all. So the one silver lining I can take from this is that we are actually going to see more attention being paid to these stories being told. But that's, here's the thing, right? And this is where I'll push back on this. You can argue that maybe while, if if the current system goes on, you know, with the, the CONCACAF sure. spot there, right? No MLS, though, <clears> still. <throat> yeah, you, you might be able to get away with that after that. But as soon as that CONCACAF Champions Cup spot goes away... How, how many professional teams are really caring? And the problem is now, you've also then got yourselves in a position whereby it's been proven that fundamentally you don't have to pay attention to professional league standards. Of course, remember the document that provides the basis for sanctioning for professional divisions in the US does say that Division 1 teams must participate in every US soccer and CONCACAF competition for which they are eligible. Well, MLS is now trying to pretend they don't have to do that. Um, I, I think you get to a point where the Open Cup probably goes back towards what it was in the NASL days and the pre-MLS days where it's a, an amateur competition. Um, I fear that that's the direction this will go in because when you take the top flight teams out, 
Yeah. Um, if you don't have the allure of the CONCACAF Champions Cup spot kind of there. Sure. And, and I fear that that spot will go away. I don't think long term you're going to have it. I think you have to be real with yourselves here, right? If you're Phoenix Rising and this is how it plays out this season, you go this year, forget the league, play for the cup. Why? Because if you can get a spot in the cha- CONCACAF Champions Cup, that's bigger. You, you've won the league already. Who cares yeah. about the league? Win the cup. Um, but I don't think that'll be there forever. I think you'll have a year or two. And what will happen is that the USL teams that win it, presuming USL teams yep. win it, Nisa teams, of course, good sure. as well. Possible. Um, will ultimately uh, go to CONCACAF Champions Cup and probably be embarrassed in the first round if they draw a Mexican team, right? We've got to be real, right? If you're going and playing a two-legged affair... And it's a top-flight Mexican team that is going to take it seriously. They're going to put a fair few goals on you. Sure. That's just what's going to happen, right? And that will then be pointed to as the rationale for why the Cup can't have it because they've been proven they can't compete on the continental stage. I, I fear that's going to happen. Look, the, the bigger issue here, I think, and this is where we get into it, is I know that it's something that um, was discussed on uh, Football Americas, of course. Uh, Sebastian Salazar going as far as to say that... Uh, you know, U.S. soccer should consider stripping MLS of its Division One status. And broadly speaking, I agree. Look, at the end of the day, if you are a national governing body and you aren't governing, what are you doing? That's the question, right? If you are a national governing body, if you are U.S. soccer right now and you are not enforcing your own rules, you are willing to allow the leagues to ultimately act as though it's the Wild West and they can do whatever they want... What is the purpose of a national governing body? The whole point is that they oversee it, right? There's a lot of things that I I know just the way that U.S. soccer is set up. It's far more, you know, kind of, to be perfectly frank, just anarchy than than most other national governing bodies for football around the world. But at the same time, there's only so far that you can go with that. Um, Look, outside of the national teams, where else is U.S. soccer going to make money? What else is a profitable exercise that U.S. soccer participates in, the U.S. Soccer Federation, beyond the senior national teams and potentially the Open Cup? The Open Cup hasn't made a lot of money in the past. But again, we know there's so many more bits to this, right? You've got to think about how the uh, commercial elements of U.S. soccer were handled originally by Soccer United Marketing, some, uh, an offshoot of MLS. Um, And U.S. soccer only got that back recently. Well, last year, they were very much focused on making sure they got the most important thing they could get done last year, right? And that was the sale of the broadcasting rights for the national teams. That was critical for U.S. soccer at the time. They have been building up their commercial wing since. They've been continuously adding to it. And I think by the end of the season, you end up with a product that was better. The TV broadcasts were better uh, with the partnership with CBS by the end of the last Open Cup. And, of course, multiple people are saying, and, and I think we've all been hearing it as well, um, that U.S. soccer is going to try and hit the Open Cup a lot harder this year and really try and promote this and make it a much, much bigger thing. Um, obviously, that's being kneecapped now. And I, I think it's something that just... If you're U.S. soccer, how do you stand by and just let MLS do this at this point? It's written in the rules. Right, but here's the thing. MLS... Money for who? Money for who? What? This is the point. I understand why MLS is doing it. They're doing it for money. What are U.S. soccer doing? Oh, I mean, they're not enforcing it. They're... No, they're not enforcing it. You're right. But uh, yeah. like, this is not advantageous to U.S. soccer to be doing this. Uh, I don't disagree with you. I mean, to me, it's, it's putting more of your resources into the competitions where you're looking to grow the game. See, listen, I understand from a pure revenue standpoint, it behooves you to participate in more... Uh, into more cups, into more competitions. That way you're able to maximize those different pots. What I think MLS is trying to go through... No, and I know what MLS is doing. Right. I just don't get US soccer. Right. So what I'm saying what I'm saying is for MLS and US soccer, to me, this is almost like... I, dare I even say this is a bigger ploy where you're looking at 2026 in mind and trying to maximize those competitions internationally where you're putting more of a focus on a broader landscape that's going to be coming here to the country here in a couple of years. Why do I want to focus on this little U.S. Open Cup where there's multiple, where there's little well, What team. else are they doing? They're playing the same teams every year. Look, what do you want to be? Do you want to be boring like every other American sporting entity yeah. where you play the same 30 teams every single year? You play uh, them a stupid number of times. Let's do it every two days. Why not? Let's do it every two days. I love it. Okay, great. Who cares? You know, why not? Buddy, why not? 
But it, I, why but, not just do the same stuff every single year in this closed shop league that ultimately goes nowhere, where you play for months and months and months? It doesn't really matter because at the end of the season, what we're going to do, we're going to let two thirds of the team in anyway, and they're going to play four games. And that's going to what's going to decide who ultimately wins, right? What, what, why don't we keep going, keep pumping those up, keep pumping those up? Let's, let's keep playing more games against teams in the Mexican league. Watch them come here, and you see two teams come in and play in front of an empty stadium because they're two of the newer teams down in in the Mexican league that are playing a game in America. All the Mexican teams have to play in America the entire month. Why? Money. Money. Right? They hated it. They yeah. hated it. It's pretty clear that multiple of the Mexican clubs, the Mexican fans were deriding the tournament. It was pointless. Yeah. It is a pointless money grab yep. that doesn't even grow the game. It doesn't in any way, shape, or form. The Open Cup actually has the potential, knowing how it's regionalized, knowing how yep. what it would actually do. If you're MLS and you're thinking long-term, yep. you're thinking long-term, you have the ability to go out there. It's regionalized. You're going to be going playing potentially away games in smaller markets sure. that aren't a million miles away from where you're from, but you're bringing your product on the road and bringing it to people and letting them experience it for the first time. And yes, of course you want those people to celebrate the, the smaller clubs as well from our perspective that's what we're interested in as well we want to see those smaller clubs get the backing they deserve but at the same time you're getting them out in the communities all they're doing again it's the usual usual cash grab it's the same that has been all along right from from apple's perspective as well we've got to be honest all the the apple tv stuff it's also not 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 beat around the bush here we know full well that no small part of this is the fact that they bring Messi in and they want to be able to control his image of course his use the idea that cbs were able to do a messy cam in the open cup semi-final i'm sure that would grate with people at apple but this is just wrong this is wrong pulling out of the cup in this way right mls won't want to be the nfl it is not the nfl you live you exist in a global system you are not the nfl you don't get to rewrite these rules. You shouldn't get to rewrite these rules. And it's time for the national governing body to actually do some governing. You don't get to pretend you exist outside of a pyramid. You exist in a pyramid, whether it's connected by promotion relegation whether or it's not. You exist in that pyramid. You exist in that broader landscape that every other league around the world does. Right, look. It's always the thing that makes me laugh with it is people always say, well, MLS is, I think the way that certain, I, I don't expect US soccer is going to cut MLS off anytime soon. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. And of course, next pro teams aren't eligible to play in this competition anyway. So I find it funny that MLS is suggesting they're going to do that. But if, if US soccer did put play ultimately the, uh, the, you know, gave them the death penalty of sorts, right. Mm -hmm. And completely unsanctioned MLS. Do you honestly think they'd exist as a rebel league? Of course they wouldn't. Look, they aren't big enough to justify their brands, people putting their careers at risk to play in a Rebel League for... <laughs> no offense to our DMVR friends, Colorado Rapids. Um, I don't think they'd disagree with that one. And you've seen the owners aren't willing to put the money in. The only way you do that is by paying Saudi money. And they're not paying Saudi money. They don't want to. If they wanted to, they'd have been able to expand rosters. They'd have been able to do all of these various steps that would have helped dealing with fixture congestion. But they, they, don't, they don't want to do that. So what makes you think they're going to spend that money? Seriously now. Seriously. What makes you think that? So, so what we're in now, is, I'm going to try and wrap this up now. Um, this what is, we're in now is, is a situation whereby, uh, oh God, every time I started, there's more, there's more that I'm thinking of here. Of and we have to remember that, again, if we, if we turn around and look at this from a perspective of even just looking at it from, I, I've seen multiple MLS kind of accounts, the way they talk about how the magic of the cup never really felt it. Of course you won't. You're an MLS team. Yep. You're never going to feel that magic. The reason that people love things like the FA Cup is that most clubs have experienced being the underdog in those games. Right. Most clubs, even if they're in the Premier League now, have had spells outside of the Premier League. They understand what it's like to be playing a team from a, a higher division. Um, and, and, and MLS teams just don't have that by and large. A handful of them do, but not many of them. Um, and then they'd say things about how... I, I remember there was one guy uh, from LAFC talking about how... Um, it's funny because he's also one of the ones complaining about how the minute anyone claps back at you uh, about your views, they're like, oh, well, you must be on the payroll. And this guy's complaining. People are saying that when he's actually on the payroll. Um, but <laughs> but he was saying about how you know, the FA Cup was like this fan-built thing. And, 
you know, have you seen the attendances for it? It's like, I've seen attendances for FA Cup games that are atrocious, right? Like, you, you may be watching the big clubs who could fill, I don't know, 100,000 as they play in the International Champions Cup, which you don't talk about the magic of that, do you? But, um, you know, they sell 100,000 tickets to losers over here or spend that money. No offense to anyone in the viewing us who may be one of those. Um, but <laughs> am I wrong if you're spending 80 bucks for a friendly? I'm not spending any bucks. Yeah, exactly, right? It's it's good. It's it's good in theory. Theory, horrible in practice. Yeah, exactly, right? But but they they draw crowds for those as well. I mean, no one cares about that. Look, at the end of the day, the <laughs> it's the long end of the day, buddy. It's the long end of the day. Cute. I've been on about this for a while now. No, I think it's this an is, atrocious. This decision. might be your best rant. This is definitely up there. I think it's an atrocious decision. I think it spits in the face of the rest of the pyramid. I think it's a a, a real existential question now for U.S. soccer to determine what it wants to be. Um, I think AGM for US soccer in February is going to be very interesting. Oh, dear gosh. Yeah, I know now, you'll be tuning in that one. I'm going to be watching that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I just think it's it, it's a mess. They shouldn't have done this. Um, I still don't think that this is entirely played out. I think there's more to, to come. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But no, it's, it's, it's shocking um, that they, they choose to make these kind of decisions. Um, and shows, I think, a degree of just how out of touch they are. Um, at the end of the day, I've said this with Rising, and I'll say this with MLS. If you choose to try and play by the NFL's game plan, you're never going to beat them. The only way you stand out in this landscape is by providing something different. Football has the ability to do that, but they're going to shoot themselves in the foot and prevent it from happening. My job. Mic drop. Um, I don't even know how to follow that. Um, I will. I will. We'll follow it up. But Reese is giving me some no, stick no, in no, the no, chat. No, no, so no, you know no, what? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before, just, just, just real quick, because you, you've been talking for fucking. Sorry, curse. Four, 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 five minutes, and that was it's been a one, while. It was one heck of a rant. I, I, I will, I will say, I'm, I'm not going to go even close to as long as you would. Which, again, a first off, fantastic. Again, I, I. I could have kept going. I know you could have pulled in the chat yeah, saying I have no way to go. Keep him going. You you're asking you are asking me some questions, and I'm giving you some of the hypotheticals, some of the devil's advocate. I I, I completely agree. Don't you play devil's advocate now? I've seen enough of these idiots on Twitter. This is fair. This is fair. I will not not, not devil's advocate. I agree with you in the sense of like right the fact that MLS is pulling out of the cup, the or they're wanting to pull out of the cup. To me, as we mentioned, it's not just a a money grab sort of thing. But even if you mention from the U.S. soccer perspective, I think rightly, wrongly, the way that this looks from a U.S. soccer perspective is I think we have seen that grassroots marketing in this country from a lowest level really does have a lot of effect. It has a lot of effect, whether it's playing, whether it's going to Phoenix Rising matches, whether it's going to, you know, even lower division teams, whether it's playing in youth, where you're watching your amateur teams, things like that is how soccer trickles down in this country and you're able to grow something. You're able to grow a soccer fan at the most local level. You are always going to have people who are going to watch the US, U.S. men's national team or watch your Premier League club or whatever. But you are always, always, always for the diehard fans, who to me is a really key way to grow in this country. It's those people tapping in to those local teams. When you have MLS pulling out of the Open Cup, as much of an opportunity it can give to those local teams, what MLS is broadcasting and what U.S. soccer, by extension, is broadcasting, is saying, we don't want to take the slow burn legwork that it takes to grow the U.S. Open Cup, the most storied cup competition in this country and instead we would rather take a quick sprint have a competition that puts us even further to varying degrees of success that is playing Liga Mekis we're going to go into a competition we're going to fully enforce that fully enforce our own league and really try to get as much as we can on the grander stage rather than quote-unquote from probably MLS and U.S. soccer's perspective, wasting our time with the U.S. Open Cup, knowing that the World Cup is in 2026. We don't see the value in investing in the Open Cup, and we'd rather put our time, our resources, our money, 
elsewhere. I don't agree with the decision, but that can I, can to I me build, is what I believe they're thinking of. There please, a little bit. Please. And I want to say why this in my mind is going to be the wrong thing. They're approaching, if, if you're going to go down that kind of route whereby it's like MLS matters and nothing else does, which is kind of the message is being sent by like pulling out of the Open Cup. Really. Right, agreed. You're going down the route of what it is whereby most American sports in the nicest possible way, sports is a TV show here. Okay, for the vast majority of the population, it is, right? You don't have a team necessarily in your immediate vicinity. Um, you know, even if you do, it's one team in a big city, massive, massive city. Yeah. It's a TV show. The problem that MLS has is if sports is a TV show in the first place, there's better TV shows to watch than MLS. Okay, right? There are better leagues around the world that you could be watching. Of course. And so if you're only going to ever watch them on TV anyway, why pick your local team? And they're not that local. Why pick your regional team then, say in MLS, when you could pick someone from Europe that's more fun to watch it, potentially? That's the problem with saying that you're going to get yourself into this position where football is just something to be watched on TV. There is better product elsewhere. And you're not going to get to be as good as those product without either investing, which the owners show no willingness to do in MLS based on their refusal to change roster rules. You saw last week mm. or by providing something that's just different right that that's the thing what what are they what are they providing that's that's different they're not yeah. it's a it's a it's a competition it's a you're moving away from a competition that has been established for literally over a century to emphasize your own playoffs Shameful. that has changed every Shameful. that is that is that has not had a shame mls playoffs format has changed what every two years and then you're and you're also looking oh, best of three boys i mean, I mean, I mean honestly yeah and and you're looking to promote a competition that it just it doesn't remember make when sense the leagues cup it, was it a game the remember when the leagues this, cup man. was a tournament for also runs oh that didn't manage to qualify for Concacaf competitions yeah. do you remember that yeah <sighs> i remember that yeah Anyway, um, it's just it's it's you. It's something that I think we unfortunately just kind of. We always had the feeling that this is how MLS views these sort of things. Again, their actions and the teams they put out and how they complain about it and how they view the Open Cup and to now see it out in the open. Uh, but it's cool though because you see stuff like Don Garber complaining about the of course of the fields they have to play in the Open Cup. Meanwhile, you have Vancouver Whitecaps having to play their Champions Cup game, an hour and a half ferry away. Because their stadium's not available. Oi. Who's the joke league now? Who's the joke league now? In a six thousand seater stadium. Yeah, that's that's a- where they're playing their their Champions Cup match. The joke. Yeah. And then they complain about the Open Cup. Give me a break. Nonsense. Yeah, it's uh, you know, trying to put a a wrap on this entire topic, this saga. And ongoing, it's going to be tough. One thing that you can wrap up is a burrito from our friends at Burrito Express. Um, yeah, they, they... Max, why are you doing uh, this to me? I, I, we got we to gotta move. We got to move. Uh, burrito Express, they have the breakfast burritos. They have the breakfast supremes. It's a totally favorite watching out there. PH next Sun Devils pod. Um, burrito Express, love them. Shout out their Tempe location. It's awesome. They support uh, ASU athletes uh, everywhere, right? We have, uh, you know, all different kinds of guys. I know Jalen Conyers has been a friend of the program. All different kinds of people. Shout out Burrito Express. They always are doing NIL deals. They really are supporting the community. They have fantastic burritos. Literally some of the best breakfast burritos I have had, bar none. Good stuff. They do. Check them out at Burrito Express. All the different locations throughout the Valley, as well as on Twitter at Burrito Express. He, of course, also check out our friends at OG's Brands. I'm trying to um, remain light after that conversation because this man, this man went on an all-time rant, and I love it. This is literally Owen Evans. No one else does it quite like him. So trying to chill out, a little indica of the OG's variety, whether it is the minis, whether it is the creams, the fruits. They got the indicas, which I love oh so, so much, but they also have the sativas. They have their big OG's, which is a massive 100 milligram OG's, which is perforated. You can take a little chunk off get it to go they have their new live resin ogs it's all types of great stuff check out our friends at ogs brands on all platforms at ogs brands find them online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly um let's end the show with some fun 
Yeah. I heard uh, you mentioned that uh, there was a certain Stalak. Hang, hang on, hang on, oh, hang on, hang on. He was, he was, he was, he was. But you know what? Oh, yes. Someone is coming to bring us some festive cheer. What? Someone is coming to bring us some festive cheer, what? and it is. Wait, what is this? The Statlaki Reese. Ah, Look at this. I know why. This is Statlaki, I'm told. Oh, Statlaki. Man. I mean, I know the wisdom teeth got brought out, but shoot, they uh, <laughs> that laughing gas hitting hard, man. Goodness, goodness, He's goodness. He's having a great time there. Great time. I'm waiting for it to pop in the chat and leave a like what as well. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? Oh, that's a new one. Uh, He's very surprised. Oh um, my, that's um, that is that something. was Max's reaction when he saw the stat lucky picture <laughs> for the first time. Um, <laughs> know, was that already made? Did you just make that? Uh, that's actually your reaction to if the when the Indy 500. So that's from today. Oh, you yeah, just made that? Yeah, it's from today. Thank, uh, thank you. I mean, it's good for content, but that's what well, I don't. What? Who is <laughs> 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 friends with my dad on Facebook? Stalaki. You'll never know. You'll never know. You never know. We're all friends here at the PH Next Rising Podcast. It's been a. It's been an episode. Holy heck! It's been an episode. Um. We appreciate you guys joining <laughs> yeah, us. Like, like, <laughs> thanks, Reese. We can tell that was from You're you. You're the algorithm, Stalaki. Um, yeah, no. Appreciate everyone joining us here on the PHNX Rising Podcast. It's been quite a... <laughs> it's been quite an episode. Um, it's nice to have Owen back. Hate to say that, but it is nice having him back. We'll get we'll get uh we'll get Thai guy Jake at Anderson um, on the pod as well. Stop making it Thai guy. It's Thai man. Yeah, but Thai guy has a nice. He's Thai man. You know what? Well, the, the chat will just will will determine his Thai man. Thai man or Thai guy. The chat will determine his fate as they always do. Um, right. We will be back next week. Not. On Tuesday, but Thursday at 6 p.m. Again, we will put out a reminder next Max week. Max needs Thursday. a bit of recovery time, you know, getting that tattoo and all. You quite literally suggested and requested yeah. to be it's on not, Thursday. It's not, it's not coming next week, unfortunately. Is it bo Boxing Day, you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, instead of Tuesday, yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. This, okay, this is fair. Moving I'll, it around. All righty. Well, uh, of course, follow, of course, at phnext underscore underscore rising for all the updates and fun. In the meantime, because double the underscore... Double the fun. Yeah. You you were not very convinced on that one. Yeah, I mean, I was waiting to see if you wanted me to do a different variety, but double the fun. That is, that is your own fun. Yeah, that is your That's time. the original. Yes. Uh, you can that, that predates you on this podcast. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Of course it does. It's a, it's a legacy from when you and Ramon very and uh, Deadwin very first started this podcast. Deadwin, yeah. Of wow, course. that's a name we don't hear very often. Yeah, Got to keep him alive. Yeah. yeah he's, he's alive and well. Uh, you can follow me on <laughs> Twitter. Alive <laughs> just want to caveat that. Uh, you can follow on he's Twitter. He's working for the Astros, so I don't know if we can say he's well, but he is alive. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You could follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. I'm not going to give a plug to Stalaki because, uh, well, he was a baby in the photo and also... Wait, can we have a look at that one more time? One, one more time. time. One more time Wait, for the people. Start lucky, ah, got him, little yes. baby. Bruce. Oh, that laughing gas hitting hard. Oh boy. Uh, you can of course follow uh, producer Danielle at Abrica Danielle on Twitter. Uh, so much fun, guys. Really love the energy. We'll be back next week again. Follow us on Twitter for all the updates. Hit us up on Discord, phnslocker.com. Get that before the holidays. It's Christmas around the corner. Let's freaking go! And it's a beautiful game, but so. Much more beautiful. When, when Max it, gets the tattoo, no one Phoenix Rising get. starts to do good things, does some but signings, and MLS is not corrupt. Get but out of Max here. Max also Goodbye. gets the